0: Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by MUBI, a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. For your free 30-day trial, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the we review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Robin Barr. Hello. Here's, uh, Bill Graham. Watch out for them rats. <laughs> and with us today, a special guest to help us talk about oxygen, which is streaming now on Netflix. It's April Wolf.
1: I am the rats.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus
2: i am templeton that is my like creature kindred spirit
0: i'm willard i'm trying to think of famous movie rats oh remy
1: famous movie rats yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: i don't know why i did it's like if i was like movie mouses hmm what's a famous Mm, mouse definitely not mickey
2: Mm. the brain because i'm evil
0: okay so good no, they were they were they were rats, right? Yeah, they're lab rats. Anyway, yes. um, let's uh, swiftly moving on. April, thank you so much for being with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Uh
1: yes, I'm April Wolf. I live with two cats and my husband in Los Angeles, and I I write movies.
2: <laughs> Woo! Plug, 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 plug.
1: <laughs> God, I I I'm in I'm in that really awkward phase right now where i can't plug anything but announcements are about to get made so woo! so we got you
0: at just the right time to do your career no favors (laughs) exactly right
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys
2: appreciate the timing well we're super excited to read all about that
0: (laughs) yes uh watch this space i guess um (laughs) And as I said, we're here today to talk about Oxygen, uh, the new film from director Alexander Aja. Um, and this uh, movie stars Melanie Laurent. So super excited for that. And um, what else? I guess that's it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Film Show, Facebook The Film Stage Show. Email us podcast at filmstage.com. Give us a comment and rating on iTunes. You can also become a patron of this show by going to patreon.com The Film Show. And don't forget that we are brought to you by movie um, which is a curated streaming service which uh, has films from all around the globe, and every day movie premieres a new film. Whether it's a timeless classic, cult favorite, or an acclaimed masterpiece, it is guaranteed to either be a movie you've been dying to see, or one you've never heard of before, and there will always be something new to discover. With movie each and every film is hand-selected, so you'll never have to spend more time looking for something great to watch, instead you'll actually be watching something great! It's like your own personal film festival streaming anytime, anywhere. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago about how the Millennium Trilogy is uh, is on there. The originals. Uh, I don't know why I have to say the originals because we never really got off of the first one in America, did we? That's um, the girl with the dragon of two. Uh, the girl who kicked a horn's nest and the girl in the spider's web. And um, they got a bunch of other great stuff that is happening exclusively they are showing four roads. Um, this is a lockdown film that escapes the cost of video calls to seek connection through zoom lens. Faces of her neighbors are captured in tactile 60 mm film and accompanied by the director's gentle narration in this humanist gem that sparkles with kindness under the Italian sun. So if you would like a 30-day trial of movie, go to MUBI.com slash filmstage for a whole month of great cinema for free. Again, that is mubi.com. Slash film stage. So there's that is uh, that. Before we get into our review, anyone have any updates or things that they would like to, uh, I don't know, address to the floor?
2: Yes, I have some comments. Um, <laughs> I watched Loser over the weekend. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. It's an Amy Heckerling film from 2000 starring Jason Biggs. And it was an enjoyable watch for a bad movie. And we also watched Drive Me Crazy, which stars Melissa Joan Hart in some teen rom com shit. Oh,
0: that's the one with Adrian Grenier, right?
2: Yes. And he's yeah. really good in it. And he's the only person that's good in it. And
0: <laughs> there's a scene where they're like in, in a river, right? In inflatable yes. tubes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. What? And he's you're... having a conversation with a girl who, like, lost a bunch of weight and how she, her real name was Bovine or something. Anyway, that was really weird. Um okay. And we also watched Big Mama's House. And of the three films, I would say Big Mama's House was the best. So that is my recommendation. <laughs> if you have those three films to choose from uh, and you're, like, stuck in a bunker somewhere, start with Big Mama's <laughs> House.
1: What if you just want to watch the um, the, the 2000 music video for Weedis' Teenage Dirtbag? bag? featured mm. in the film loser oh, yes repeat. heavily
2: featured okay like, so that's the only thing i remembered what's about crazy that
0: is i thought you were gonna ask what if you wanted to watch the music video for drive me crazy by britney spears
2: <laughs> no, no i'm with you on this april it's all about <laughs>
0: teenage i mean look
2: i mean I, yeah it's great i there don't was know a really that had a good soundtrack too like amy heckerling does know her music very well and i think she got screwed over by the studio it it was just it had no heckerling magic to it
0: I um I was on TikTok the other day. We were talking about TikTok again, Oy. and a girl had done a cover of Teenager Dirtbag from the point of view of Noel, right? I think that's the name of the girl in that.
1: Yes, we'll just say yes. Yeah,
0: and um, and it was <laughs> it was crazy that now that that's it's tied to two different things that we've talked about. Um, I want to say, uh, Robin, the other week you jokingly asked if Mayor of Easttown was my favorite show because I said <laughs> something about loving things that are just endlessly sad and depressing. Yes. And I said I'd only watch the first episode. I've caught up on it. What a great show.
2: It's it's really good. Oh, I'm enjoying it. And you should watch Happy Valley after this.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah.
2: Or I'm... maybe before you finish
1: this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Mayor of Easttown is coming out, you know, one episode at a time. So I can watch the new one tonight and then I can mm-hmm. watch Happy Valley and the intervening week. I don't know how long Happy Valley is. And then I can watch more Mayor of Easttown.
2: Is it the fifth episode tonight? Yeah. Okay. That's a mm-hmm. big one. Have you? Wait. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Yes. You've yes, seen, seen all
0: it. but the last one.
2: I've seen up to five
0: episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, so. fuck. I'm excited now. All right. Let's uh mm-hmm. get over this fucking podcast as quick as we can. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, actually, let's 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 take our time with this because today we've got a movie that is on Netflix right now that anyone can watch and stream and enjoy, and it is called Oxygen. It is by Alexander. I. Does anyone want to help me out with how to pronounce this? Doesn't this shouldn't be a Alexandre? Name. It's it's Alexandre. It's not like Alexander. Yeah okay no, alexandre yeah you, can
1: swallow. yeah you can you know like swallow the R E a little bit more like alexandre well that's yeah, nice. exactly. so, like, <laughs> it's just do no, that just do that
0: french names like when we famously when we were talking about um i can't even remember the name of it now the the movie with matt damon and christian bale when they're making the car <laughs>
2: the broom broom movie
0: yeah the broom broom movie <laughs> Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, that's the. I was about to say That movie that I actually really liked, but can't remember the name of.
2: Boys I, go vroom vroom.
0: <laughs> I kept, I I kept saying, saying from my house. I love that.
1: What really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I am um, So I, you know, I kept saying, you know, the 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 race at Le Mans, and Bill jumps in at some <laughs> point and says it's actually Le Mans, and I was like, no, you don't get to erase half a goddamn word. <laughs> ah. So that's the thing. I'm looking at Alexandre, and I'm like, is it Alexandre? Anyway, yeah, anyway, this is cool. um, Like is Melanie Laurent. Film... Yeah, Melanie Laurent. <laughs> um, yeah. Milo. Anyway, I'm gonna stop speaking <laughs> with a shitty French accent. Um, last film that was Crawl, which you may remember, I had like a seven-month hype lead up to, and then ended up loving. This is a movie that takes place in even more of a restrictive environment with even less of a cast. And uh, we are here to talk about it and review it, and I'm super excited. So uh, let's 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 do it. Uh, here is the trailer for Oxygen.
1: Je suis Milo
0: interface de liaison All right so that is part of the trailer for oxygen which centers around a woman who wakes up in a cryogenic chamber with a low oxygen and no means of escape and it charts her attempt to survive the ordeal. This is a movie that um, you can watch immediately if you need to and it has a lot of twists so the spoilers are going to be fine fast and crazy. So let's start off with just a uh, one-word yes or no: Should people watch this before we get into our nutshell review and then the spoiler section? So, uh, April Wolf, yes or no: Should people watch Oxygen? Yes. Bill Graham. Mm, meh. That's okay. Uh, okay, no. Robin Bar. Sure. I say yes. So there you go. If that's all you were here for, you got it. And now for our nutshell reviews of Oxygen. April Wolf, what are your general all-around spoiler-free thoughts on Oxygen? Oxygen
1: spoiler free this is this is the hardest thing this is why when i was hosting a podcast i was just like fuck it we're spoiling everything you guys need to know that up front um especially (laughs) for genre stuff right mm -hmm. oh yeah Um, well this is like i said
0: this is gonna be like a two minute spoiler free section because it's literally impossible
1: i i think that for for me that i have very kind of low stakes when it comes to something like this there's an airplane flying overhead you want me to hold on for a second Okay, unless it circles around, I think it should be fine.
0: Why you got so planes I, circling your house?
1: Well, we have helicopters all the time over here. Mm. But lately, there's just been a, a lot of surveillance right now. So anyway, we're in a police state. I think that for a movie like this, uh, you know, a single person in a single room for, you know, most of it, I, I have kind of low... Um, uh, not expectations, but I I need it to hit a few marks, and I need it to surprise me and have a twist and turn in the script, like at least every ten to fifteen pages. And he fulfills that. I think that that's to me something that's really difficult to do, and I didn't know where we were going to end up from minute to minute and usually I'm pretty good at predicting these things which makes mm-hmm. watching movies with me really awful but <laughs> I think that this one it, it was able to kind of you know bait and switch me enough that I was captivated throughout and I just think that like limited space for production design and costumes you know I think that they really fulfilled on something that is actually quite difficult to do in a simplistic manner and um and the performance was such that I was like okay this is this is something that is keeping my attention the entire time I did notice that Numi Rapace is an executive producer on this and that made me wonder if she had actually developed this to star in but wasn't um a big enough name I think she she had gotten busy um, which is sad to me because Numi is, I think, such an underrated actor. And, and if you've ever seen anything that she's done on the stage, um, you would know that in a in a situation like this, she would be amazing. Like in the Prometheus scene where she does the performs the self abortion, for instance, mm-hmm. like you get to see her doing something somewhat similar to this. And it's just like, okay, that made me wonder what it would be like. But I think that this actress is still quite wonderful. And and so that's my review.
0: Nice. All right. Bill Graham.
3: Yeah. So I, I, I'm with April here. I think there is going to be a low barrier for me, um, or a low bar. And I, I I don't necessarily need it to surprise me in like, you know, kind of timestamp away or anything like that. Uh, I just need it to hold my attention. And if, if the initial pitch can kind of hold my attention, I'm fine with that. Um, I feel like it kind of lags towards the middle. um, Mm -hmm. I haven't I didn't have a great sleep uh, last night. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, (laughs) I didn't sleep very well last night. So maybe that's a little bit of a part of this where it is kind of a It kind of hits a point where it kind of quiets down and it's more focused on her as a character and her background. And we kind of learn a lot about her. And uh, that just really didn't hold my attention as much as I wanted it to. Um, But once it gets past kind of that midpoint, I was really, really into it. And I know my fiance and I both kind of perked up towards the end of this film. So I think, I think the finish is definitely there, but uh, I I think it just didn't quite hold me the way I wanted it to. All
0: right. Robin Barr.
2: Yeah. And it's really funny to me, April, that you brought up Prometheus because I did think of this film uh, mm. or that film while I was watching it, but for kind of different reasons. Um, I remember when I saw Prometheus, I, my big issue with it was that I had watched so much Doctor Who by that point that <laughs> like, I was I felt ruined for a sci-fi film set in space. And that is kind of how I felt about this. Like, even before I realized that um, where, where the particular setting happened to be before that re- reveal, I kept thinking, I feel like I've seen this before. I've seen this uh, bottle episode somewhere before, or this whole, like, Wakes up in a strange space and time is running out, and I don't even know if there's a Doctor Who specifically about these themes, but I feel like it's so Hoovian that I, I had trouble keeping my attention to it. Um, specifically because it, it's just I'm not saying it's derivative because he he does go to really interesting places with the story, like you said, and and the different twists and um, keeping your attention to the space. Like I think that is really well done. Um, So the, the tension was there for me, but to your point, Bill, I felt like it really slows to a crawl um, towards the middle. And I just had a hard time finishing it. I kept pausing and like doing something else. And so I don't feel like it was as gripping as I, as the premise promises. Um, But, you know, overall, like I think it's well done enough that, um, I I got something out of it.
0: Um as for me, I I really I really loved this this movie. Uh, you can read my review of it on the Um generally like I just I think it's it's not a secret that I have not enjoyed most of the new movies we've talked about uh, on this podcast. And um so it was really it was really great to like sit down with this movie which is just like a no frills, no bullshit like good fun time it's just nice to have a movie that kind of paints itself into a corner and then finds interesting creative ways of of working around that i think that uh, melanie laurent gives like a fantastic performance in this as she as she so often does in just about everything i've seen her in um i mean she is she is just fantastic like uh, in in glorious bastards obviously but like she's one of my favorite parts of beginners too mm. um a movie that probably is composed of nothing but favorite parts now that i've said that
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> we talk about beginners every week
0: <laughs> look beginners is a formative important movie <laughs> in in world cinema um but i mean it it was just it was just so great to just see a movie like this and just like really get engrossed in the story and to realize at a certain point like you know, a person wakes up in a, in a medical cryo chamber and you're like, okay, that's interesting. And then you start to think about it and you're like, oh, okay. Like, so it's a cryo chamber. So I don't even know if, if they know how long they've been in it. Like there's, there's just, it's, it's like, you know, if someone wakes up in a coffin, you're like, okay, well they're alive. So they had to have been out for like, maybe like three days at most, Mm -hmm. you know, but someone wakes up in a cryo chamber. It's like, oh, it could be like 3000 years. Um, (laughs) So I was immediately put in the mind of something like Anyara, which is a crazy, crazy movie that if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. Um, And I just was so excited to see where it would go because the the premise, once you kind of wrap your mind around it, um, becomes limitless. And I think that it plays that very well. I do want to say that um, there is a a interview um, with Aja on thefilmstage.com. And uh, there, he talks about uh, what happened with the uh, the casting. So apparently, first Anne Hathaway was like attached mm-hmm. to the script, and then um, he came on board, and Numir Pace was cast. But then COVID hit, um, the financing all kind of disappeared, and it wasn't until Netflix showed up and they said, "Like we love the script, and we want to do it in French." And they knew Newbury Pace couldn't do that, so he thought of other actresses who you know were fluent in French that he mm. wanted to work with, and that's how they came with uh with Melanie Laurent.
1: Did so- she stay on to develop it then? Because I think it, I mean it's interesting. Like usually, if an actor is actively developing it and it's kind of written for them, like they will kind of get that AP credit in the way that she. Does. yeah
0: so what, kind of what like, he um, says in the in the interview is um and then when i came on board new Mirror Pace was the first one to respond she was such a perfect choice she's an amazing actress and we worked together on the script and we developed the story this way mm-hmm. uh, she was one of the executive producers on the movie but then with covid everything kind of stopped and all the independent financing collapsed everywhere
2: so this is going to sound mean but i guess this kind of explains why it looks a little bit cheap
0: i mean probably yeah i mean <laughs> I'm yeah. sure that one of the reasons Netflix attached to it was like get me every single single location movie <laughs> with like mm-hmm. a, a limited cast that you can find because we need to be producing something during this pandemic. Um yeah, so I mean I I I'm almost positive that's what one of the things gotcha. that happened.
2: Like yeah. gravity without the space. <laughs> that's what I kept thinking. Well, that's
0: of. yeah, I I kept thinking of like, you know, these these one-word you know, someone struggling, you know, and what let's name the title off of the thing that they don't have enough of. So like gravity, mm-hmm. oxygen. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this is one of those movies too where I I feel like after 2018's The Guilty by Gustav Muller I think that Sweden in particular and probably Numi Rapace were looking for actor driven um single location mm-hmm. um uh films that that could be just a showcase of um of these kinds of twists and turns and and um something for Numi. But I, I don't know if people have seen the guilty. I'm not sure if enough people have, because the guilty is fucking incredible.
0: Hmm.
1: Um and it's it's I kind of feel like Oxygen, if it were given maybe a little bit bigger of a budget for a little bit of um, more kind of production design, it could have gotten into that territory. Um, but I love the Guilty like so deeply and it has like some of the weirdest twists and turns that you just do not expect. It's one of my favorite performances
0: too. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I'll have to add it to my list. On, uh, yeah, I just looked at It's apparently on Hulu.
1: Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Everyone should watch The Guilty if they're going to watch Oxygen. Just, like, kind of get into, like, the, I think the script structure of films like these uh, um, is just really fascinating to study. Because there is kind of, um there's a rhythm to it that you have to kind of get into. And um, the... Um, They kind of follow a similar structure in in terms of like how many pages it takes to get to a turn. But when I'm watching movies, I'm too analytical about them, which is, again, why I'm not very fun to watch films with.
0: Well, so like part of my review was me saying like when you when you come into a movie like this, if you know the fact that it's a single location and someone's trapped or something, you you almost automatically start asking questions of yourself as though you were posing them to the movie. Like, you know, oh, are we never going to leave? Like, are you going to find mm-hmm. tricks to, like, get us out of there? Like, you know, oh, is like, w- w- are they going to have a phone? Is it going to be like Locke where he's, like, imaginary talking to his dad as mm-hmm, well? Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, you you almost enter in, in an adversarial relationship to begin with because you're like, I know your gimmick. How are you going to move beyond it? Yeah. Um, and, and that's I what I struggled Oxygen... with, I think. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, I think Oxygen does it very well. I like Milo, Milo. I said I wouldn't do the French thing anymore.
2: <laughs> some of it felt so easy to me, and maybe that's kind of my issue. Like so like the the script sounds so contri- contrived to me, like some of the dialogue, because it's like they're squeezing in exposition. And so, yeah, I mean, am I really gonna complain about the dialogue, you know, one- actor movie (laughs) but (laughs) it 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 just it like rang false to my ears whenever it came up that like oh elizabeth hansen or you know oh leo or it it just didn't feel like how it would have felt for real and i obviously it helps having the siri there to answer questions and to be the obstacle (laughs) when needed Mm -hmm. be um but again it's like it it, when they needed an obstacle milo couldn't do something I felt manipulated by Look, that. Look, that's like my rem-
0: life.
3: <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> it's, um, I got an Apple watch recently and I, I'm oh, looking at, it. it's, um, I'm, I'm looking at my phone list. I'm, I'm more present when I'm, you know, cause I'm not worried that I'm missing an email or something. Um, but like, it, it is that kind of thing where I like, you know, bring up the Apple watch and I'm like, Hey, turn on dining room lights. And then I have to like, wait and see if it does it. Sometimes it'll be like, I've lost my connection. I can't do that, Dave. Um, <laughs> And so I, I kind of love, you know, cause in, in looking at other movies like this, you know, like gravity or the shallows or crawl, it's just kind of funny to like, be like, okay, we're going to give this person a technically omnipotent, you know, font of knowledge and, and accessibility, but we're going to still, it's still fucking Siri. It's not going to understand every now and then you have to well, I, I, put I your questions I th- very specifically. <laughs>
3: I think the film also does a good job of like explaining that. And I, I do think at this point, we're getting a, not necessarily into the weeds, but we're getting into specifics of like plot details and stuff like that. That maybe maybe we need to go ahead and hop Yeah, into
0: we can just say we're sometimes. spoilers now.
1: Oh, can <laughs> yeah. I say something that's like before the spoilers? Oh, yes. Yeah, totally. So I don't know how many people saw The Vast of Night. Was, mm-hmm. It was available on Prime. Mm-hmm. We, we
3: talked about it. that on this I think, podcast. I think it was my number one film,
1: maybe. It might have been. I think there's there's a certain um you know thing with that 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 caught me and that, that I still think about and that's the the immense talent of certain people who can do voiceover work yeah. um, and and I think that it, it's also involved with sound design and sound mixing too, and um, trying to find a way for um, ambient voices to be filtered through into a into a location. That is something that I have as a criticism for this, and I do think that that is partially um, a little bit of the rush and probably post production and and budget mm-hmm. for oxygen. Mm-hmm. But I do think you know there's there's a few voices that come through, and I'm. I just think that when it's done well, we should always point it out because it is a true art form to be able to perform a uh, voiceover. And I think the vast of night is something that people should absolutely watch in terms of, um, you know, figuring out how that is incorporated using both sound design and the actor's talent. And oxygen may be needed a little bit more time in the post production to to figure that part out but um it <laughs> I, it's it's something that you can't overlook especially when it's like such an, an integral part of the story when there's just like one person on screen, you mm-hmm. know, cause that actor on screen has to kind of take, uh, take over the brunt of the performance. If the, the VO is not, um, up to par or not feeling like it's, um, uh, you know, in integral or organic to, to the yes. scene. Well, yeah.
0: so two, two things, uh, on that note, Bill, it was your number two of the year. It was my number six of the year, vast of night. Um, yeah so that is that is a movie that is crazy good and i love the audacity in that movie of like all right we got a guy who's talking to them on the phone we're gonna cut to black like instead of trying to find new and interesting ways to show the faces of these two characters listening we're just gonna fade it out and let this guy tell a story and it's gonna still be as riveting as anything you'd see in like any other big budget action film um Oh, and then that's that's often. I I agree with you about you know, uh, movies can sometimes work in spite of or like because yeah they, they work in spite of like their their poor sound design decisions. Um, another kind of single location movie: a uh, phone booth with mm-hmm. Colin Farrell and Kiefer Sutherland.
1: Some Larry I, Cohen shit. On. Okay.
0: Yeah, I um. I I like that movie, but there is an issue that I find when I when I watch it where I don't like the way that Kiefer Sutherland's voice is overlaid as though it's like a song on the soundtrack. Like it has very little there's very little to distinguish it as like a voice that is on a phone. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I agree with you. Like that can be that can be an issue. And then of course you can go in the opposite direction, which is like Christopher Nolan. Who's just like, every once in a while, like, yeah, well, you wouldn't be able to hear that dialogue anyway. There's a lot of noise. And it's like, yeah, Chris, but it's a movie. Man, like, maybe just give a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, you know, whenever I talk to Christopher Nolan yeah. and I call him Chris <laughs> and man. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Next week would be great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when I talk to Joel Schumacher, I just say, why'd you do that? Keith Sutherland, really? <laughs> with the pure I, I got a, unaltered voice i got a,
3: I got a question for y'all um you know speaking of kind of single set kind of things like that that kind of play with this bottle episode kind of idea um have any of y'all seen grand piano with Elijah yes Rump?
2: unfortunately i have not i'm not okay
3: <laughs> so i love that movie so um, oh
2: god so yeah too much for me <laughs> <laughs> i saw that it's... movie in a theater in long island uh in long island city with my friend ingu and she brought me there and i utterly hated it and i'm pretty sure she hated it too
1: um and I don't so think that I is my memory. That I mean, we're talking about Ingo Kane, then she probably hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her you said that. I can text her right now and just be like, "Did you hate this?"
3: <laughs> you, should, you should ask her. I'm 100. I I'm going to ask that. her.
1: But I... Definitely... call her right now. No, put no. her on
0: speakerphone. <laughs> not, tell her that not, she's not. back on the film stage show for the second week in a row. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right i'm texting her
0: <laughs> uh grand piano is I, I apparently now on prime
3: yes and it's also written by uh podcast favorite and i'm oh probably gonna god. get some booze for this damien chazelle man <laughs> fucking god why <laughs> he's the worst but uh yeah um, oh, carrie bechet is in that movie uh, yeah, mm-hmm. th- th- this film, I really, really like this film, but uh, it plays with this kind of stuff in very, very interesting ways as well. But um, that one is, I mean, you know, kind of the heart of that is is kind of the music and the sound design and things like that. So um, it's just interesting that there's, there's a lot of... Uh, of different ones out there, I think my standout that actually showed that Ryan Reynolds was pretty good is Buried, and uh, mm. I really enjoyed that performance. And that one, um, I, I always find that it's interesting about these, and I, I think we're we're back into uh spoilers at this point, yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, but <laughs> go for uh, it, bro. It, it always I always find these interesting especially when they're uh lately they seem to kind of revolve around like how much oxygen you have left and uh i always find it interesting when the uh protagonists start to scream and and freak the fuck out and you're just like sitting there you're like okay The one thing that is going to kill you is the lack of oxygen. And, (laughs) like, like I don't, I, like, there could be a lot of other things going on, but, like, let's try to calm down. Yeah, the one thing you got
0: to do is not breathe so much, bro.
3: Yeah. It's like, okay. But, uh, no, I, I, I thought. This film's big twist, and uh, unfortunately, Robin kind of spoiled it. I did, Uh, yeah. uh, I didn't know it was set in space, and so uh, I was definitely like, "Okay, why are they having so many issues?" And like, why is her getting out of this thing? Like, I to me, a cryogenic chamber is inside a spaceship. It's not inside a thing that is spiraling, like all all these units are connected to each other. So, like, I'm thinking, okay, it's either in a spaceship or it's sitting somewhere where they've just, you know, like, you hear that joke about famous people getting sick and just, like, putting themselves into cryogenic sleep and just being like, all right, wake me up in 90 years, motherfucker. You mean like, Disney?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: And so it's one of those things where I was just like okay wh- like wh- why can't she get oxygen from anything else like what why is she having connection issues and all of these things and I really enjoyed the fact that like they reveal that she's in space and you're like that's why they're having so much fucking issues. And it, it it just kind of clicked with me. And like I said, that's when that's right around that time when I started coming back on board with this film where I was just like kind of out and kind of like waiting for something big to happen. And then that happened. And I was like, okay.
0: And then it's like, I'm good.
2: Well, okay. I'll say this. I didn't also did not realize she was in space. And then I was like, oh, that's the big reveal. And that sh- that shifts my thinking of the movie. And then when I was talking about this movie with my friends, they were like, oh, yeah, she's obviously in space. Because that's how Netflix has been describing it. Oh, have um, they? Yeah. So uh,
0: Come on, Netflix. I, I guess
2: I presumed it wasn't a spoiler. Because it literally is described as a space movie on their on, <clears> on <throat> no, the site or on the app.
0: So just, just like one of the other things that I like about this movie is that it's got like... Twists on twists on twists. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I was watching it and I'm like, okay, so she's just a person who was, like, in a medical treatment and maybe got lost. And it's going to become, like, a parable about medical bureaucracy or something like that. Um. Mm-hmm. And then when it showed that she was actually a person who researched cryogenics and it showed the horrific weird mice, rats, <laughs> you know, that I was like, oh, she was like kidnapped or like so i went through a different couple of things i'm like she's testing it on herself and something Mm -hmm. has gone wrong and no one knows that she was testing it on herself or she was kidnapped by an animal rights group oh Um, and it was like you know put in there so they could be like oh you've been like freezing rats well now we're gonna freeze you like one of your rats (laughs) and then and then she was in space and i was like oh okay she's in space and then there's, like, the cloning twist and the repopulating another planet twist.
2: Because of a virus. I mean, fuck off. I was not happy about that.
0: I didn't know that this movie was produced during the COVID thing. I
2: didn't, and that makes me more annoyed. Like, yes, I would have been so. like, okay, it was clever two years ago, but then they obviously rerouted it to be about a pandemic. It's like,
1: we get it. I don't know. I think it, I think it easily could have been written pre pandemic oh i mean yeah uh, like like that because we've this has been a warning that we've been having for like a really really long time like the who like months before the pandemic broke out in you know, wuhan it was like hey there's gonna be a pandemic and so anyone who was <laughs> like mining like news articles for like the next like dystopia thing was probably looking at that so i could see how it was done before. Well, yeah, we... but i think it just gets annoying sometimes when you when you're like living in it i understand
0: yeah <laughs> i mean it's like you know we had we had things like um i mean contagion came out yeah i was kind of to, ta- like oh yeah, you're like, gonna have a flu like you know novel virus from china and it's like oh yeah i mean like, and we
2: know the big one has not happened yet like everybody who f- follows this stuff knows that um COVID is not considered the big one that's the yeah.
0: worst part is that like they're like oh yeah. this one's like pretty mild by comparison to what could happen and it's like god guys come on be cool like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i called up my mother when i got in a car accident because someone like merged into my car not realizing i was there she's like well you know but you're okay and i'm like ma can you just let me complain like <laughs> you call <laughs> me to complain all the time like let me just feel like this is the worst thing but um yeah no so actually it's funny I have been thinking about that a lot like one of the first things I remember really watching mid pandemic that was new was that uh, Prime series upload mm-hmm. and um oh, yeah. one of the first scenes on that is a girl like
2: the, the Greg Daniels right
0: yeah, a, a, yeah and she's she's on public transportation and like you know like one out of every five people are wearing a face mask because it's just like you know
2: that's the future (laughs) yeah
0: that's just how it's gonna be you know people are probably gonna be you know it's that it's that kind of thing that they always do in future stuff where it's like what's something we see in newsreel footage from asian countries and let's just have that happen in new york
1: Hmm. yeah yeah yeah. but it
0: it is that it it sticks out to you more (laughs) now yeah definitely
2: i did like that the cryogenics ended up being a misdirection um because i had the same thoughts as you Brian and she even says it she's like I did this to myself. Yeah. Um but I I think what really annoyed me was the amnesia as a device. And, and obviously by the end you know why she has quote unquote amnesia and it's because she's never had a memory before. Yes. She's just this uh this vessel but throughout the film it it comes off as less like, oh I'm in this with her and, and I'm an audience proxy or um or that she's an audience proxy, but more like they're just putting me through the ringer because for the hell of it I'm trying to figure this out along with her. It it just felt so um like I've seen this a million times before where I'm I'm with her and she's with me and where the person is with me and we're in this puzzle box. And I hate escape rooms, so maybe that's just part of like my personality, where <laughs> I'm just like, I can't with this. Um, and again, I didn't hate the movie by any means. I thought it was pretty gripping at times, but I I started to get really annoyed by the whole um, memory loss as a as a literary device or lack of memory.
0: I am um, yeah. I have I have a complicated. I don't, I won't say history. I have complicated feelings about memory loss in movies. There's a movie. Mm. There are actually a bunch of movies called this because uh, I just looked it up to try to re- make sure I had the right name. Um, it's called Unknown. It is not the Liam Neeson, Diane Kruger movie um, by by film, stage, show favorite uh Callahan. Joe Yeah. Call it, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is unknown from 2006 from director Simon Brand. Um, and it stars Jim Caviezel, Greg Kinnear, Joe Pantoliano, Barry Pepper, and Jeremy Sisto.
2: What? That is a list. <laughs> as well as
0: Peter Stormare and uh, Bridget Moynihan.
2: Is it really Stormare?
0: I don't know. It might be Stormare. <laughs> hmm. That is tired. That
2: is like a very 90s cast.
0: Yeah, so that's the, that's like one of the things that like first got me interested in this movie. I was like, oh, those are guys who were like relevant you know, nine years ago. <laughs> um, but it is about like five guys who wake up in a abandoned factory warehouse with no memory of who they are. One of them is like handcuffed to a pole on a catwalk. Like there's yeah. a gun and there's money and and they're just like oh shit like what happened here and they don't know what's going on and um I watched that movie and it's it's pretty fucking dumb it's just a, <laughs> but for whatever reason so like I can't agree with Jesus Christ
3: you. Brian yes there is, like, <laughs> it's, I, like that my was memory, such a long tangent also <laughs> <well>, <laughs> a movie that you're the like, Shaggy this, Dog story
0: <laughs> so like that's the thing is like that is a movie where the the memory thing is is integral to the plot and then you realize like oh right there is no movie without this and i don't Mm -hmm. think it helps and i don't think that it's really necessary i think that oxygen could exist without the memory holes you know but i think that it does add a little bit to it because i think that the the mystery aspect and her having to try to figure out who she is I don't know, just for me, it, it adds a layer that in the movie Unknown from 2006 is is less than ideal. Um, it's, it occurs to me that Unknown from 2011, Liam Neeson also loses his memory. I guess that's just, uh, if you have a movie named Unknown, you gotta have that. Um, it's I will a say trope. That, yeah, 2011 Unknown, I think, also makes good use of the memory loss as a means of creating a deeper twist, mm. just as Oxygen does.
1: I will I say, think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I I was going to say, I think that uh, Yoshio uh, Kato of uh, his 2017 film, Three Football and Souls kind of uses that, but he also uses it with like a time loop. Like it's a single location predominantly, but you have a group of like four or five people who gather to commit suicide together. And then it just keeps like, none of them have memory every time that they like, like, do the time loop again like after Mm. they like blow themselves up i don't want to give too much away about it (laughs) but um it's it's a i think that's a really fascinating one that that uses the kind of no memory construction thing i Mm. guess i'm just i'm just okay with it i just like it because i think it's kind of fun to see like a a person be a fish out of water in their own life Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's cool yeah, yeah i don't I think, think it's it's be, always
2: yeah. bad or anything like that I, I think it was just in this particular case i was like uh like now i'm in this journey with you right now
0: <laughs> you <got> this, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> god i hate identifying with characters i
2: know
3: uh,
0: and
2: you know it's kind of funny because she has what really struck me about it is that she has such a survival instinct for somebody who knows nothing about their lives where i think i have the opposite where i'm just like fuck it like, had, so
0: like you wake up and you're like i don't know who i am eh, fuck and it. i'm about like, to die
2: anyway nobody so like, probably nobody
0: loves me and i have nothing going on
2: like or like she seemed to know a lot about the world the the fact that like things in the world exist she just didn't know who she was and that really interested me too because there's so many different types of amnesia and like oh yeah you could just have to you, you're just based, sometimes you're an egg and you just have to relearn how to function in your body or what toothpaste is and and sometimes it's you don't know who your identity is but you seem to know like other aspects of memory are are um relevant or resonant so right it's like I've which found, part
0: yeah. of your life is gone is it you know mm-hmm. the That's, specific information you know but some like it's in it, the it, in memento they kind of lay that out like there's a certain oh, kind of memory You did you say you hate that movie
2: yes good lord
0: <laughs> um first of all uh three football and souls is also available on prime so check I it saw- out
1: yeah, I'm giving you guys a watch yeah. list. All right. I know. I'm go I'm, I'm
0: freaking excited. These all sound awesome, and I want to make sure that our our audience is also aware of them.
2: Bill, I know you wanted to go. Yes. Oh, I was gonna say.
3: Fuck. I I forgot. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Sorry. What, what was I gonna say? Um, First of all, well, I feel last- like even.
0: No, go ahead, Bill. If you remember, go what, ahead. What, what, what was what was the last thing you had you had said? Robbie? Memory is a
2: device. Memory. Memories. No, so
0: like I was gonna talk about Memento, how they explain memory, and he's like, you know, there's certain kinds of automatic memories that even if you oh, have this yeah. kind of amnesia, you should build it because it becomes like an instinct.
3: Mm-hmm. So, so what I was gonna say was, th- this film is interesting because we we obviously know that like there there's a cloning system kind of kind of involved here and memory transfer is a big part of that right because uh, nobody wants to clone themselves if uh, you know they're not gonna live on in that in that body that's kind of you know silly so uh, the idea here is that I guess they've been traveling for about 12 years right mm-hmm. like 12 and a half years I think I think there's a, a handful of days tacked on there um, but My question is, is the body 12 years, like at what point, like clearly Melanie Laurent does not look 12, right, in this film. So there has to be kind of a, uh, I guess, a advancement in terms of how quick she develops and how quick maybe these clones develop. But the interesting part is to think like, okay, did they go in at like zero or did they go in kind of pre-grown and then have their memories implanted because to me the science wouldn't make sense to have memories like as a baby because that would that would Like so, disrupt like your learning and everything like that. Like that just seems like some Matrix shit, where like you know Keanu Reeves is like, I know kung fu, and you know like (laughs) I can't, I just can't see them going through that process with like a child and just being like, oh, we fried that child's brain. Great, cool, you ruined like a two million dollar clone. Like what? What the fuck are we doing? Can we can we tone this down a little bit? Like I have to imagine
0: that they put them into the pod once they have reached. Like adult maturity, you know? Like, uh-huh.
3: so, so, so she should have some memory outside of maybe this pod. No, because I'm pretty I'm sure of, that she's never been conscious, right? Like, okay.
2: yeah, that was the implication.
1: Yeah. Okay. April, I don't I,
2: know if you disagree or agree with that.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I feel like she was f- like fully formed as an adult, right? Oh, That's okay, what so I thought you think, too.
0: you think it's like, it's like, uh, i don't know like
2: they like sh- pause the biological process and also we don't know if she's purely um biological she could be
0: oh, some kind she might of also be like part terminator type of
2: maybe <laughs> i mean <laughs> again Metal. Battlestar galactica like is okay, able to yeah. make these Cylons, biological maybe? yeah exactly so maybe she's a cyborg or um hmm. or even like maybe they did something to CRISPR. So she could have come out of a pod sort of the way like Athena came out of Zeus's brain just like fully formed. And that's yeah. just her, that's her vessel for the rest of her life. That's a good point. We don't yeah. know.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I assumed that no matter like I, my assumption was not like, okay, we're going to put an embryo in a nutrient bath, put it in a cryo chamber and shoot it off and hope for the best. Like they have to, <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. They have, to have gotten her to some point of possible viability before putting them in the chamber and then onto the spaceship and then sending them off because mm-hmm. like if, yeah. you know it's like you know when you mail a cake to someone you don't you don't <laughs> hope it's gonna click in the, the box fuck? you mail cakes to people milk street does or milk bar I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, that is yeah well i don't know if that's worth that but <laughs> i
1: don't I you mailed a what Gordo's cake, the Cuban bakery here in Los Angeles. Oh. I've done that. But See, when Robin? did they get it? <laughs> they got it three days later. Huh.
3: Yeah. Three days? Yeah, it's 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 gotta it's gotta be within a certain time. I've I've yeah. ordered some uh Gi- Gi- Giordano's uh pizza from Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, and- yeah. Yeah, and they definitely like are like, okay, here's the specific parameters that it's going to arrive in. If it doesn't arrive in that time, you probably don't want to eat it, you know? Oh,
0: God. They, like, pack it with, like, dry ice and stuff, right? And then they mail it to you, and they're like, it's going to show up. If it doesn't show up by, like, 5 p.m. on the third day, then forget about it.
2: That creeps me out, because one time my uncle mailed me empanadas. He didn't tell me he was going to do this. He just (laughs) mailed them. And I open up this box, and the bag is green, like he media mailed me empanadas. It must have taken media like mailed? media mail because it was uh, the cheapest thing, right? Fourteen days later.
0: Wow. Anyway, no, you've got to so do I like you got to no do man. like express overnight. I got a snake mailed to me, and um,
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> and it lived.
0: What was the noise? like
1: like a, like I'm sorry, as a threat or <laughs> or a pet or some meat? Because that's what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> I love the concept of someone mailing me a snake as a threat. No, it occurs to me that I should have been more specific. I bought a snake as a pet and they they when you do that, they mail it to you overnight and you you have to be there to sign for it so that, you know, they know it's not just sitting out on your stoop, you know, crisping. Yeah, so I I got the snake. Uh, The snake seemed confused, but I've had it for a while now, and it's very happy, and it's growing like a weed.
2: (laughs) Little snake. Um, I once tried to mail my mother's ashes, and they got lost in the U.S. mail. So first of all, you can't FedEx, or it was one or the other. I think you can't FedEx ashes because it's, like, biological uh, material or something, so it had to go through a U.S.P.S., And then she was just lost in the mail for, like, well over a month. And it was a very huge shock when we actually did get it again. So, uh
0: i don't know It just well, maybe I she mind. got
1: to travel you know like there is a- i know she always I mean, wanted to for see for the once world in your life it's yeah.
0: <laughs> <That's> like in, <laughs> mad was to be
1: in the cargo it's <laughs> <That's> so dark <laughs> it's like in mad men
0: where a certain character's like mother goes overboard on a ship and like
1: oh i remember that you
0: know we could spend like you know no expenses spared to bring her killer to justice and it's like uh we'll call you back and it's like she's in the water now she always loved the ocean
2: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> i got my dog's remains shipped to me. Uh, um, mm. After she had been cremated. I, I looked it up and cremated remains may only be shipped using Priority Mail Express. It That's doesn't That's probably
2: look like, what we did.
0: Yeah. It doesn't look like FedEx or ago. them will let you do it.
2: Yeah. So don't do that. And then, of course, when I had to bring her back uh, to New York, she went in my backpack and I was just praying the whole time that they wouldn't search my bag. It was just <laughs> like, what's this black box? I don't know. It was fine. So- I got to play some good pranks on my friends.
3: A pro tip on, uh, uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, A pro tip on uh, shipping things versus, you know, uh, via UPS or FedEx or things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So if you use the USPS, uh, that is a like a federal program, uh, so you can get into a lot of shit if you don't kind of tell them what you're shipping. Mm. But, uh, since UPS and FedEx are a private company, you don't get into as much shit. So, uh, (laughs) like if you send alcohol, for instance, across state lines, um, kind of a no-no uh you don't want to do that with usps but uh if you just tell them at ups that it is olive oil and it's already (laughs) packaged and it's already ready to go uh they don't give a fuck so you know just
2: uh as a
0: person who owns a distillery i have to say that you should not ship alcohol without letting the shipper know what is in it um it is extremely dangerous to do that Beer? Because, because of it, the glass. Because of the glass. Because of the literal alcohol. Because if they ship it in the air, it could change pressure and explode. Mm. And it's oh, a technically yeah, flammable material. Um, oh yeah. When I ship alcohol, because like we have to ship samples to prospective uh, buyers and distributors, not you know yes. private citizens, but any anyone else, it has to go ground. It mm. cannot go via air. So we ship with FedEx mm. or UPS. We have I to put a little symbol new? on the the box and uh it has to go ground.
2: Is it like a drunk man?
0: <laughs> yes, it is like Falling <laughs>
2: over. <laughs> it's
0: Barney Gumble from The Simpsons. <laughs> no, it's like a. it's one of those diamonds. You know, those diamonds that mm-hmm. you know have meanings.
2: Yeah, my engagement ring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which you made out of your mother, right?
2: <laughs> I wish! Oh man, that's a brilliant <laughs> idea.
1: Why a How
2: I'm going to get, yeah, in a hundred years. But I will say that the way that each of us want to get whatever we want to do with our bodies after we pass has come up more than once on this show. So, a
0: lot of our movies involve people dying.
2: I don't know. That's true. That's very true. Um, I will say something about this movie is that we have referenced a lot of shows and other films that this movie reminded us of so i will say maybe it is a little bit derivative i don't know we're saying like oh this is better than this movie if you liked this check out this
0: right i mean i you know it's when it's a genre like this i don't know that i would ever use the word derivative but i mean like it'll definitely Mm -hmm. remind you of some stuff and like i kind of like when a movie will pull from different sources i am Exhausted Uh, and my brain isn't working. (laughs) Like, I, I don't mind that. I think I think one thing that's interesting
3: about this film that I found really, really fascinating was because she's in this cryogenic sleep and because she's traveling this long distance, they have all these kind of things that, you know, you see in other movies where, you know, they have the headpiece so it can kind of monitor your brain activity and kind of keep you alive and do all that kind of stuff. But it's also got uh several different IVs. It's got a Um, umbilical cold or cord like insert and uh which is pretty fucking vicious uh and i love the fact that like that aspect of it keeps fucking with her throughout this film because like there's at one point she's about to die and you know if you haven't seen this film uh here's a big spoiler right she's about to fucking run out of air and so it's like oh your survival rate is zero percent so we're gonna euthanize you (laughs) and it's just like what and that that was such a crazy crazy set piece because you realize that a like they're They're going to go ahead and and euthanize her, and they mention to her, hey, we're going to do this via the second IV that we have in you. And she's like, what? Second IV? another one? So – It's not just a race against the clock because you also end up seeing the actual IV like liquid that's going to euthanize her like flowing through the tube, which is just a a great visual kind of cheat. Right. Because she's not necessarily seeing it, but you are. Mm -hmm. And the other aspect is like she's got to like move her body in a way In this tight, confined space that I found really enjoyable of like, okay, like they're not just going to fuck with her in terms of we're going to put it through, which I thought was the second thing, because so, you know, she kind of goes through, she rips out the umbilical cord thing because she thinks that's the first one or Mm -hmm. uh the second iv and it's like no no it's still going and uh i think she even asked for like confirmation or it says like confirmation that it's still going it's still counting down and so she's like ah fuck and so (laughs) it's on her foot which of course is not a conveniently located position to to have an IV, if you're stuck inside this thing, so she's got to do, you know, some body twists and kind of stuff like that. Yeah. But w- and w- how atrophied much she must she be
2: after not. Having ever really moved, right, like, how never much moved. musculature?
3: <laughs> she uh, I, I mean, you can, you can fire your musculature with like uh, electrical waves and stuff like that. Well, yeah, like, but there's, I mean, that's, there's, there's,
0: it's, it, you know, obviously, like, that's, I think, what they would have you believe, but it must, it still must be like, oh, this is the first time I've ever done this, actually. You know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. sure, it's, sure. You're not in Microsoft Flight Simulator. You're actually pulling <laughs> yoke know, now. I am. Um, yeah, but. But
3: I, I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it, and and not only that, right? Like they they have this kind of grand set piece where they're like, okay, we're we're gonna do this to her but then to fuck with her even more so that she has to reverse the process <laughs> well, that's the best just, part like that's you're just the like, oh my thing. god and and that that, was that well is done. that is the kind of setup and execution in the final 30 minutes of this film that I yeah. really, really enjoyed right when, like that that's that's when it's like clicking on all those cylinders and it's just like I've got you
0: right? when she when she's like, okay, um, so I got to, like, remove some some processors, you know, and, like, free up space to do this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, like, realizes there's a whole euthanasia program. Uh-huh. She's like, uh, can we get rid of that processor? Like, can we clean that one out? And he's like, um, no, we can't. It violates, you know, European law because then we can't humanely destroy your life. Um, Mm -hmm. even if, even if you ask us to, she's like, yeah, yeah, not going to happen. Can we please do that? And he's like, all right, I guess so. You've got the code. And then she's like, all right, put me back to sleep. He's like, uh, I can't. You have none of your IVs or your umbilical cord or your neural (laughs) thing in.
2: That was got, almost like a comedy set, Pete. Like, that that was a moment of comedy. It
0: was <laughs> such black comedy because I was like, oh, crap. And she's got, like, 3% oxygen and she's got to try to get all of them back in. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I swear to God, if this movie ends with her getting everything in and then it being like, all right, we can't put you back to sleep uh, and we can't kill you. So just enjoy slowly dying. <laughs> um, But it's like Can that's someone tell me- awesome. No, that's... It's awesome. maybe
2: april you have a good sense of this i have no idea what the climax was i, I remember the movie finished and i was like that's it <laughs> like what was the big scary at the end i don't know was it the rats
1: i don't i don't know that the this one to me doesn't have a traditional kind of climax i think that mm. if i'm talking about like the structure of a, a movie like this the 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 climax is usually when the character A gets a comeuppance or B realizes that they want to live. And Mm -hmm. I think that those are the kinds of um, it's more just kind of like an emotional residence as opposed to like um, a traditional kind of uh, hero's journey type of like Mm -hmm. uh, arc that you have um, with the, you know, a traditional denouement. And maybe that's why I like movies like this because I do get really kind of burnt out on um movies that have that like uh here's the three-act structure this is what's happening like i really get burnt out on those because they just get so boring um to me and not that they're not they can't thrill me sometimes but this one to me has the um God, what's the name of the structure that has like the, the kind of, it's like a wave structure where it's just like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down um, throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing. So you don't really have a, a climax. It's just a series of climaxes. It's like someone was talking about it in terms of just like, it's like a feminine orgasm as opposed to a male mm. orgasm. like that kind of. COVID That's
2: thing. so interesting. I'm, I, I, it, it sounds really familiar to me, but I don't know enough about it now of course i want to look up i i really am interested in story structure like especially what you're describing and i've also read about it in terms of how um how it's done in like the ghibli ghibli movies um how it's like not really like a traditional monomythic yeah story p- pace um so i i'm really curious about that now and and the idea of like the feminine masculine thing is very interesting to me as well
0: i do love you know just talking about like you know ghibli movies not being the monomythic thing I, i was i was trying to explain to a woman who has two children about my daughter's age you know we were like oh what movies do they like and i said like oh her favorite movie is my neighbor totoro and she's like oh i've never heard of that and i was like it's a japanese animation it's a I think the way to explain it is that the first major set piece is two girls kind of looking at their new house. Yeah, right. Um, And that's my daughter's favorite part of the movie. And then they meet a giant forest creature, and then it's over. It's like, yeah, I, I love that. I will say, yeah, I don't, th- I don't know that she gets, like, comeuppance in this movie. I think actually... I think if I'm if I'm to like be critical about this movie, if I'm allowed to be critical about something that I loved. Um <laughs> I think shat. that I think that one one of the things that I like about these kind of movies usually um you know uh, let's say phone booth, the shallows, crawl um things like that is I I do like that it becomes just like a catalyst for some pretty blunt, obvious but still fulfilling emotional catharsis. Um I, I tend to like that. Like, yeah, like you said, April, like, I, I want to live like I am now at the point where living is a thing that I want to do. Um, and I, I guess like this movie has that clearly, but she didn't have to. Aside from like the very, 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 very brief existential horror of finding out she was a clone. But, like, that wasn't really a part of the movie long enough for me to feel like she had. And then to, like, she was just like,
2: yeah, sounds was. great. I'm going to go on a date with this guy now.
0: <laughs> Can't fucking wait. There's like, there's a whole second movie to be made of the fact that it's like, so we've never met, but like, our people met and we just I'm have so their memory. like,
2: love wins out in space. Like,. <laughs> That has been the theme of the last 10 years, and I'm sick of it. Like, love whether it's your wins kid in space, or your husband, or your wife. Like, whatever. What about just like wanting to live so you can look hot? Like,
0: oh, so you want to watch Voyagers next?
2: Oh, <laughs> but uh, if passenger is a thing too, you didn't like, say
0: no. <laughs> next week's no. episode will be on Voyagers. Just like,
2: fuck it all. No, none of it. Bring me back to Gattaca. I want my whole life.
0: But <laughs> <Like, laughs> okay, so you're genetically like on the, side coded. Of, you're on the side of the evil part of Gattaca?
1: Yes! I'm so <laughs> ready for it. Kill and
0: Hawk. Let him die.
1: Whoa! I, okay, all right.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's what Robin's saying. Robin's like, oh, I'm tired of love winning. Like, Let's get I'm the genetically engineered. I just want to live for people. me. <laughs> I would love to see how you would react to suddenly being in a in a universe like the road.
2: <laughs> I would. I don't know if I'd become a cannibal, but I would like definitely, probably just. My husband and I have talked about this because we're like, well, if dystopia happens or if like the apocalypse happens, I just want to like sit on a porch and watch it all burn. Like,
0: right? This and has then come
2: up many times.
0: So, like, when the cannibals start walking up your driveway, is that when you like? Kill yourselves, I guess.
2: I don't know, maybe, or we just like say, I I give you my body, like.
0: some <laughs> not... that... kind of love story it sounds like?
1: Yeah, that that's okay. I mean, I could see like if I didn't have anyone else to protect, I would just be like, I'm done. I lived a life. i kind I've... of. That's like I'm very
2: utilitarian about this. Maybe it's because of like anxiety or something. Where I'm just like, well, I have no choice, so. Just have at me.
0: <laughs> I get. It. I don't like. You know, I ask because for whatever reason, after watching this movie, and then I don't. I don't even know. Like hanging out with my daughter, I guess there was a point where I was like, you know what, I should do is I should reread The Road. Okay, and sicko.
2: and I'm the sicko. Come on, <laughs> and I've
0: started doing that uh, because I couldn't wait for the next episode of Mayor of East Town to make me feel right. like shit.
1: <laughs> April, you have to live for your cats. Like that is. That is yours yeah. to bear. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have no idea the elaborate plans that I have when the earthquake hits of like mm. uh, how, how much I've drilled into my husband's brain exactly. How we have to uh, get the cats into the carriers and, you know. Speaking of survive. the big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: so as uh, soon a follow up from earlier, um, were you talking about the fictian curve of story structure is that what it was because i just googled it and that's what came
1: up possibly i'm not really good with kind of names and terminologies okay um but uh all i know is that there's like a the diagram (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just seeing like oh that sine wave like you were describing so i'll
2: just go with that and then ingu says i didn't hate grand piano just thought dumb Oh, there you have it. <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's worse because when, you know, her biggest compliment is saying that something is competent. Um, and so if you don't get a competent compliment, then you've failed completely and um, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, the mother I never had.
0: It's like a, a Southern oh, yeah. <laughs> person saying, bless your heart. It's like, oh, that yeah, sounds like a nice thing, but you've really been eviscerated. <laughs> yes <laughs> i um I, I was gonna say something you know i can't remember what it was. yeah the i'm looking at the Fixian curve and this does appear to be what you had been describing and um yeah i gotta say i, lo- I love this kind of storytelling you know give me give me the gray give me gravity you know mm-hmm. but again the gray another example of that thing that i feel like this movie might be missing where i need the moment where the character you know <laughs> straps a bunch of uh mini liquor bottles to his fists and and breaks them to fight a wolf because he's decided he wants to live no matter what.
3: I mean, is that not that sequence where she's plugging in the IV? It IVs? is,
0: but like it, it again, I feel like, you know, she even even again, even gravity has like the whole like her daughter died, you yep. know, in in the shallows, you know, the mom died and in uh crawl I can't remember. I feel like her and her dad weren't in a good place. Like there was a divorce or something. And then um, yes.
2: Interstellar, there was some bullshit. Well, Interstellar,
0: know. it's like the entire world's gonna die, and he is specifically very concerned about his daughter, um, who aged exactly. 30 years while he was gone. Like, I love that. Like I am and I don't care if like other movies have done it. Like that's the type of thing where if you give me that in your story. I'm like ninety percent of the way there to being like, yes, this is one of the best movies of the year.
2: <laughs> tree of Life, children. The
0: Tree of Life doesn't really What's have.
2: What's the that? Damien Chazelle where they go to space and there's like uh, a
3: dead child?
2: Oh,
0: fucking first man!
3: I like that movie
2: actually. Oh, that yeah, movie's not complaining
0: terrible,
3: Robin. It. Were we, like, the, the last <laughs> 30 seconds of that movie as a no?
2: I loved the sensorial experience of that movie. Oh, yeah, I yes. liked
3: First yes. Man. Yes. Thank well. you. Land, but I liked yeah. First yeah. Man. I hate I, I, Land. And yeah, I loved I, I liked yeah, I liked I liked Whiplash and I liked First Man, but La La Land can go to hell. So. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even. I don't think I liked Whiplash either. But for, for some reason, mm. First Man. Uh, you know what Robin was saying? The sensorial experience. I I'm a sucker for um the the combination of of sound design and score. Yes, it and, was so good um, and and visuals and and I feel like that really delivered for me on a on a level that I haven't Felt in Hollywood movies in a really long time, and so April. I am did you,
3: to you overlook it? <laughs> did you miss your calling to be to be in like sound and like editing and stuff like that? Like it sounds like like you want to be a foley like,
2: artist. <laughs> no, let's <I'll> squelch <somebody>. <laughs> some spaghetti. It's like the beginning <laughs> not, of uh, not,
0: Goodfellas, but, but it's it's April over a mixing board, looking up, and then it's <laughs> smash cuts and says, "As long as I can remember, I wanted to be a sound editor." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I wish that I had the talent or ability to do anything like that. Uh, but instead, I just pay other people to do it for me and That's give them philosophy. terminology that I don't really completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> but they have yeah. to figure out how to interpret it. <laughs> That's good, but uh, but better. <clears throat> Throw yeah, money at the better. problem. Throw money at the
2: problem. That's more I,
1: energy, less energy. <laughs> I need
2: more explosions, less explosions. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> I love sound design. I uh, for one of my grad school classes, I did an animation, and the sound was like the one thing that I really, really had to like learn because i I had done video stuff before and i have i have fabricated things and it was a stop motion but doing the sound was like a true learning curve for me figuring out like okay this is where i put in the xylophone and this is where i this needs like a loop where something gets thrown out of a window like it it's just not where my brain naturally goes so that's why i think i'm especially attuned to sound design now because i know how fucking hard that is
1: yeah
3: whoop (laughs) <laughs> um, one,
0: of my, one of my favorite things like as a kid was always the behind the scenes stuff when they would show like i th- i specifically remember it for these the simpsons mm. they they talked about like how they made the noises and they one of the um one of the examples it's that just
3: it's just hank azaria <laughs> yes, yeah. they
0: just, was stab hank azaria at different parts of his body no um it was the episode where <laughs> bart falls in love with the girl next door and she mm. like starts dating Jimbo and then they have the dream sequence where she rips his heart out of his chest and kicks it against the wall and they showed them like just messing around with like raw steaks to make the noises
2: <laughs> oh those poor steaks they could have been eaten
0: I mean you don't know that they weren't
2: <laughs> that's true <laughs> they really tenderized them and right it's like
0: <laughs> look no one else is gonna eat it but if you want to eat it Bob who has just spent all day punching it in the <laughs> sound booth you <laughs> with can bare oh, hands
3: great. Well, so hopefully he salted his hands before he punched it, right? Mm. Very no, good. No, that's skin. what. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for eczema. Terrible I guess. for. Oh, is it? Oh, um, I'm in for, for <laughs> the fucking stakes. I wasn't talking about his hands.
2: I
0: thought coffee was for eczema. <laughs>
2: um, let's just say I had a really bad reaction to picking a. Fruit once when I was traveling abroad, and my eczema went crazy, and then I dipped my hand into a salt and sea, and it was magically fixed the <laughs> next day and That's that is incredible. all I will say. <laughs>
0: Uh, my ex-wife once was uh, had like uh, what was the what's the t- scalded her hands like yes. a day previous you know cuz she worked at a coffee shop so her hands were just extra raw Oof. and then she cut habanero peppers. Oh god. And it was 3 hours of trying to figure out how to make the pain go away and at some point she said just shoot them off.
2: Oh my god. Did she <laughs> yeah. dip them in milk? We tried yes, milk. We tried saying. like
0: i can't even remember like baking soda i think like crushed up oh, ad like it was every weird possible thing we could come up with and nothing worked it was too bad terrible
2: are we ever scratch your genitals after doing that
0: i had a roommate <laughs> no. roommate who did that um which was hilarious <laughs> uh, um he was like i was so careful not to touch my eyes and then i went to the bathroom
2: <laughs> and then i touched my butt <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. um So, oxygen. Any uh, other thoughts on oxygen that we want to get out before? I
2: have one final thought, which is maybe April, I don't know if this bothered you, but I kept wondering why she was wearing eyeshadow.
1: are you are you saying that because right before we recorded i tweeted something about how smoke jumpers don't wear full makeup when they go to work no
2: i didn't see that at all i just like i i don't it seems like a movie thing that this that this milky embryo of a person was still wearing
1: eyeshadow (laughs) maybe she just has naturally
0: dark eyes i don't know
1: It's, it's an, it's a thing that I think about all the time. Yeah. It's, Uh, it's not that guy
3: from Lost where everybody's like, is he wearing eyeliner? Oh yeah. Is that
1: just his eyes?
0: Like, no. (laughs) Is that just his eyes? What's his name? Nestor something?
3: Oh, I knew exactly
2: who you were talking
1: about.
2: (laughs) He got a tattooed on or something. <laughs> um, no, I did not see your your tweet about that, but you know, it just says like a woman, I guess,
1: or is as
0: that
2: a, as a human person?
0: Is that for the um the what's gonna call it the uh, the Angelina Jolie movie?
1: Yeah, which I have not seen, so I cannot judge whatsoever. It's, and I, I okay, love I her quite a bit, but I've see. only seen the the still photo from it, and I was like, the smoke jumpers I know have never worn mm-hmm. <laughs> makeup to their job because you are sweating constantly, and it's it's like a hazard. Like you're gonna get things in your eyes, and right, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's it's insanity. So uh, I was just saying that because I think makeup artistry for films is really uh, underlooked as. Uh, a kind of difficult thing because it can't just all be beauty makeup, but we often default to that. Sometimes it's actually in the actresses contracts because they mm-hmm. they want to look good no matter you know what their position of, uh, in the job uh, of the character is or you know what they are. And so mm-hmm. it could be that um, Melanie Laurent um, decided that she needed to have some kind of beauty makeup um huh. for this or AI. it could be the director you know like it it's, well, it needs to be a negotiation so you're not really thank sure you. this is it's, very interesting to me i appreciate
2: your insider knowledge on all this stuff
3: a, a, a i don't know if eyeshadow is gonna last for 12 years like there, there's there's that <laughs> you're not rubbing it, it melt uh, you know, into my pores and <laughs> i, 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 I like just figure skin. it's gonna it's going to go away at some point. Like you're going to shed skin. So that's, that's just going to eventually disappear. Uh, but also you do kind of want to look good when you, when you wake up on that planet and you're like, all right, hello, husband that I don't know. Like, you know, maybe, it's like imagine. the, uh,
0: what is it, the episode of New Girl when Jess wakes up early to put on a full face of makeup before getting back in bed to pretend she woke up <laughs> yes. that way.
3: Like Mrs.
2: Maisel.
0: <laughs> I have not seen Mrs. Maisel, mm. but I will take your word for it.
2: There's a scene where you just realize that her husband has never seen her without makeup, and it was very <laughs> depressing. <laughs> 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 like she does that thing where she gets out of bed, puts on a full face of makeup, and like her girdle, and then gets back into bed with that slinky nightgown. And you're just like, hmm, hmm, being a woman is interesting.
0: Yes, it is.
1: That oh. sounds awful. Oh, man. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> Imagine measuring your thigh with a measuring tape every single day of your life.
0: It's just something Maisel she do does that? on Mrs. Okay. Maisel, yeah. Is there, This is all it. before she becomes a comedian.
2: Yes, this is when she's like the perfect housewife and she's, you know, making sure that her measurements are all stable, I guess, for some reason. <laughs>
0: okay i guess I she's a stepford wife i don't know i was about to say as someone who's recently begun working out maybe i should start doing that just to like make sure i'm action. no
2: we are not encouraging body dysmorphia for you brian
0: i'm not uh, saying it would be dysmorphic It'd just be nice to know if i'm focusing on the right things
3: mm. <laughs> more squats less,
0: less lunges <laughs> that's the mm. problem with do- choosing rowing as your workout is that it's like all right well everything's just getting bigger <laughs>
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> yep.
0: Anyway. um, yeah, We're going
2: to uh, monitor you on this. Let's have a conversation about there
0: it. Is, there is like no possible way that I could. I don't think that I like calorically energy wise. I don't think I could ever get to a point where it would become dangerous for my health. I just okay. don't have that. Good
2: to know. No um, disordered eating on your part.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, I just thought of something that's not important, but I will talk about later off mic because it has nothing to do with this. But it does tie into something else we were talking about. hmm oxygen um bill april any final thoughts on oxygen before we we wrap up for the evening
1: no i i I think people should just see it it's a tight it's a tight movie and i love a movie that's like 90 minutes and under oh
0: my Mm -hmm. god absolutely i think it's great i mean again I, i got sold on oxygen because um i i like aja as a filmmaker i um there's like I I wrote about this in my in my review. You know, it's it's easy for a person who's doing like a, a horror movie or something to forget that it should still be fun every now and then. Um, you know, the bleakness can become a, a problem. And I just remember like The Hills Have Eyes. Like my girlfriend at the time wanted mm. to see that, and I had literally no interest in it. Um maybe like negative interest i was like concerned because i don't usually respond to horror movies well and there is a point where the human though they're all humans the 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 <laughs> protagonists start fighting back and someone jams an american flag into a an adversary's head and um and then i think like they play like the star-spangled banner on like an electric <laughs> guitar and I remember just having this immense feeling of like, oh, wait, no, this fucking rules like it's that, been worth it.
3: That that reminds me so much of like the do for here, like, like just that kind of like level of just like gonzo going for
0: it. Right. And I think that there's something to be said for a person who understands that, like one of the, the biggest joys of having to go through that level of tension and fear and concern is to make the 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 victory all the sweeter you know it's like um it's like a quiet place like a movie that i found almost unbearably tense and then that ending i was like oh this fucking rules like i'm on board this is great so i i like that aja you know between uh, the hills have eyes and crawl and now this movie like kind of gets that and he's not here to try to make you feel like shit like he's here to put you through a ringer so that you come out like energized and and excited so yeah yeah that's, no, that's what I nothing else
3: in. to
2: say and did cora see it
0: um she <laughs> no i saw this at the distillery um so Gosh. that's a different that's a different thing i either watch a sometimes movie with my daughter there. or i watch at the distillery but yeah sometimes she is there um but i think i watched this on mother's day okay she was not mm-hmm. there she was with her mother um so that's it. That's all for today. Uh, don't forget that Oxygen is on Netflix right now. So if you're listening and you haven't seen it and you just sort of spoil every inch of it, but you're now interested <laughs> in seeing it, you can check it out. Uh, every
2: centimeter. It's French.
0: Oh, that is true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kilometer. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right. Um, so that's that. Uh, April, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. But of course,
0: and don't forget to go to patreon.com/slash/filmstage show to give us your money. And don't forget uh, that we are brought to you by Mubi, MUBI.com com slash We'll get you a free 30-day trial, so do that and uh, check out some movies. Uh, we talked about Numira Pace a lot on this, and uh, don't forget that the Millennium trilogy that she starred in is on Mubi right now. And um, that's it. Uh, what are we talking about next week, Robin?
2: Army of the Dead.
0: Oh yeah. Ooh.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. Tignataro. Woohoo.
0: That's that's coming to Netflix, correct? I'm not gonna have to I believe so, yeah. I was about to say, don't make that the first thing I see in a theater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're safe.
0: Yes. Um also I will preemptively say that uh for the next two weeks I will be at the beach. Um so we will be recording as usual, but my audio might be degraded and I don't want to hear it.
2: We <laughs> you won't hear it. I'm not,
0: I'm not yelling Maybe at my i'm yelling at our audience <laughs> all right all right all right um so between now and then let's tell the fine people at home where they can find our stuff online uh let us begin with our guest april wolf where can people find you on the internet
1: oh god do they really want to i mean you don't uh, have to you
0: could you could plug something else if you'd like <laughs>
1: I mean, like you could cat-proof cords. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could find me on Twitter at a wolfful if you feel like me ranting about politics
0: is fun. Uh,
1: sometimes movies, other times HBO shows. Uh, that's about it.
0: <laughs> Mayor of Easttown. Um Yeah, well, you know, you 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 kind of popped in here saying that there would be some sort of thing that you would announce at some point, you know, so. If we can't tell people what it is now, it'd be yes, nice if there's a new way to look.
1: You're right. I mean, you're right. Yes, yeah. of
0: course. It's not. We're not always going to be yelling about politics. Sooner or later, we will have <laughs> other stuff to yell. I don't
1: about. know. Do you know me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not particularly, but I've had a very fun time getting to know you. <laughs> Bill has posted a link for an Amazon page: DNW Innovations Cord Protector Critter Cord. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Got it. It's a cord covered with a bitter taste. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like what my dad would put on his fingernails. So yeah. wouldn't cord chew protector <laughs>
0: infused with citrus scent and bitter taste deterrence to prevent your pets from chewing on cords. And then there's Definitely. a picture of a cat, a rabbit, and a dog. So,
2: yeah. Those are the culprits. <laughs> no ferrets. Like... <laughs> I did read a, a Reddit uh, post last week you could probably find it which was uh, people telling the stories of how their hamsters died because i guess there's no normal way that <laughs> hamsters expire from this universe and i think the few of them were like yeah it, it tried to eat through the tv cord and then it electrocuted itself or something
0: <sighs> yeah holy so, shit all right well
2: lots of gruesome stories which is so... more about that but
0: So now we know where to find April and we know how hamsters die. Uh, Bill Graham, where can people find you online?
3: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at CableBFG. You can also find me mixing it up in the Slack channel. And speaking of kilometers, uh, one of my friends posted about how he was getting back on track and uh, started running again and that he felt bad because he had gained some weight, some COVID weight. And uh, he posted about how he ran a 5.52 kilometer pace on his run. And for a second, I thought he said 5.52 mile pace. And I was like, (laughs) what? What the fuck you are not out of shape like what the fuck are you talking about
0: so that was wild but yeah <laughs> i was about to say i, I don't understand that system if someone's just like oh i'm so out of shape this is my miles <laughs> oh boy all right <clears> robin <throat> bar
2: uh you can find me on twitter at robin bar r-o-b-y-n-b-a-h-r i'm also on letterboxd under that name uh, sometimes write for different places, uh, including the Hollywood Reporter. So you can find my writing there if you like.
0: Cool. As for me, um, I can be found at my personal site, BrianJRowan.com and of course, uh, every what's McCall it social media network <laughs> at Brian J Rowan. Um, my Instagram, I'm sure, will soon be filled with pictures of cicadas and then rapidly replaced by pictures of the beach. So check that out and uh, of course you can find uh, every episode of this year podcast on thefilmstage.com, filmstage.com where you can also find my written review of oxygen in case this uh hour and a half long podcast just wasn't enough oxygen content for you <laughs> um you could also find other writings of mine there and uh, our uh, interview with uh, alexandra aja was there as well so check that out and uh join us next time so ladies and gentlemen thank you so much tune in next time